0: What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Philly Talks. Guys, uh, week three just passed for the Eagles, so on this episode, I'm doing something a little something different. And the reason I decided uh, to take my time and not put this out on a Sunday or Monday after week three was I wanted to see how I felt, and how everybody was going to react to the, you know, to the whole tie with the Bengals and whatever. And Philly fans, you guys are just, you guys surprised me, but then again, you don't surprise me. It's I don't I don't know what it is with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, so let's go back. So in, in this episode, I'm gonna do a re- the recap of week three and what uh, my predictions are for week four. Um, so in week three, we tied up with the Bengals. Um, a lot of people are, are not happy with that, and 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 I can understand that. But at least we didn't. And I know saying at least we didn't lose seems like well, no, that's you know that's bullcrap or whatever. I to each their own. Uh, I was happy we didn't lose. Um, and it showed that we were out there in the brawl with the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? Like, our defense played really, really good. No matter what you want to say about that game, our defense played well. Like, it, and it wasn't not even well. It was good. They were solid. Uh, and I know some people are going to say, well, you know, it was a tie. So the Bengals' defense also played good. And I wouldn't say that at all. That there was a couple times... Carson overthrew his wide receiver or his uh running back that was going up and um uh overthrew him and you know on some passes that have, you know if that if, if he times it correctly he has the accuracy in the, in the receiver grabs it they're going for a touchdown uh that could have basically won us the game but so I wouldn't say the Bengals defense like they were good don't get they they were playing good but it was mostly our offense that was was screwing up we were just weren't we just don't have that chemistry right now we don't have that chemistry, and, and it's it's not working out for us right now, um, literally. And then I knew the Bengals made a mistake in overtime when they decided to grab the grab the ball. I was like, I remember texting my group chat that we were talking. I said, I said the Bengals just screwed up right now because they decided to have the ball in OT. And I said, I don't know why they wouldn't just give the ball to the Eagles to start off the OT. I know some of you guys are saying, why the heck would the Bengals give the ball to the Eagles to OT of the Eagles? Um, score, they lose, so that makes no sense, and I understand that, but you have to understand the Eagles finished off the game in their drive and didn't score, so they went 70, 80 yards, you understand, to, to, to for, for nothing, basically, the game ended, so rather than the Bengals going, hey, you guys are tired, you guys don't have that many receivers, you guys don't have that many running backs, and your quarterback's off, why wouldn't I give you the ball to start off OT? And take the pressure off because I know you just went 70 to 80 yards to nowhere. Why would I not make you go back out there again and make you march another 70-80 yards to try to get an OT, you know? Uh so I knew for right there that they screwed up because I and the bang and in and also on the opposite of that, because the Eagles went 70-80 yards and took so long and went for the 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 uh uh and played out the game um the defense. Our defense was healthy. Like the Philadelphia Eagles defence was healthy. So now you have a, a a a good offense going against a rested up good defense, you know? Like when you could have just kept your and I understand it would it would mean keep your defense out there for another 70-80 yards as well, but I'd rather do that knowing that, you know, the offense isn't playing well that even with our defense the Broncos... I'm sorry, not the Broncos. Uh the Bengals defense uh, it's still a fifty-fifty matchup. Uh, but once they took the ball, I knew that we were going to stop them, and we did. And then we got the ball, and we marched down another seventy yards. And uh, we went to go kick it for the field goal to get the win, and then our one of our linemen um, he moved on the line, which made us move back a couple of, excuse me, a couple of yards, and uh, that that pissed me off. And I thought, okay, what are we gonna do? Are we kicking? Are we No. Doug said, hell no. We're just gonna you know, punt it away. And that lets me and you know, some people are saying that, you know, maybe Pearson doesn't have the, the confidence in once. And I don't think he has, doesn't have the confidence. It's not just once. I don't think he just had the confidence right there in them in that game. I think he knew like, let's call a spade a spade here because it's not going the way that we thought it was gonna go. Um and yeah, maybe he didn't have the confidence that the the offense, not just Carson, but the offense want to get the job done because they just went down you know so that's understandable but you guys get me so heated when you guys start talking about like oh we should trade Carson Wentz we should sit him down this day and a third let's get rid of him but like guys we can't like you guys can't talk about Carson Wentz like that he's our quarterback we signed a contract he's here with us for the next five years you understand like, it's like, and don't get me wrong. I'm a Philly, I'm like, I'm from Philadelphia as well, just like you guys. And I know that we get all riled up. And, and unfortunately, our fan base is more of what have you done for me lately rather than what have you done for me at all. And because if you go back two, three years ago, Carson once was going on his MVP run uh, and taking us, you know, deep into the, the regular season. And we were winning. We were winning. We were blowing out teams on a weekly basis. Weekly basis we were blowing out teams. Go back to that Super Bowl year where we won. Name one team that we didn't blow out by like fifteen to twenty points. Like we were blowing out teams. And now, and then, you know, take the following year now, uh, the last two years, sure the after the injury of the Super Bowl, he didn't win the Super Bowl, Nick Foles came in, helped and won us a Super Bowl and everything. Um but and then the following year carson got got hurt when the back injury and then the following year um he goes uh he takes us to win the division with no let me repeat that with not a single wide receiver that was in the in like first string that was starting with him the injury bug hit us hard last year, and he got us to 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 win the to win the division. you know what i'm saying he stepped up when he needed to step up. When we had nobody, we just had Ertz and Goddard. That's it. Well, that's all we had. Then we had got finally got Ward and Boston Scott stepped up and everything like and he won his division. But you guys don't remember that. You guys are watching him have a bad start to a season. Not a bad season. I'm not saying Carson Wentz this season is a bad season. He's having a bad start to the season. And it just so happens that it's a crazy pandemic and there was no mini camps, there were no preseason games to figure things out. Everything was on Zoom. So, now you're, you know. And one thing also, like, all these overthrown balls, I've never seen Wentz overthrow somebody as much as he did this season. It Could it be? And I'm not and I'm not trying to defend Wentz on, on these overthrown balls or say that it's not his fault, but is it the possibility that some of the wide receivers uh, that have come in are, didn't come in shape because there were no mini camps now, that's usually what the camp the summer camps and the mini camps and the pre-season, is all there for for those for the people who who had who need to get into shape can use those couple of months to help them get into shape and then to start getting into shape that way when they get into the season there now is a easier transition to get into shape during the season what you shouldn't do usually you want to come into those mini camps in shape already your cardio wants to be on on a thousand uh and you want to be in in physique peak shape but how many of them actually have you know come in shape there's a lot of teams i'm pretty sure that a lot of guys didn't come in shape who are working out only two or three days out of the week sometimes you couldn't they there were a lot of guys that couldn't work out because you know they didn't their their gyms or the gym memberships they had they couldn't go nowhere because everything was closed down so you know, maybe some of them bought some stuff and, you know, treadmills and stuff like that and got to, you know, have their own personal gym at home. But uh, maybe other other ones didn't, you know. So, so where I'm trying to get with is what if some of the wide receivers that we're throwing to these deep balls to, they're just not running at the peak shape that they would if they had those camps and preseason to get those reps in maybe it's not just once it's on isn't accurate maybe it's just you know those guys are just aren't running as fast as they would had they had the camps and stuff like that but that's not me defending Carson once and saying that you know it's not his fault you know what I'm saying it's a two-way street um but for you guys to say it's time to train guy you know how hard it is to get a quarterback a franchise quarterback at that not just a quarterback a franchise quarterback it's it's Really, really hard. If you don't believe me, ask the Broncos because they just uh, sat down their their first-string quarterback and put their second-string quarterback in. I was watching the Jets. Right now, I was watching the Jets and Broncos th- Thursday night football, and they put their second-string quarterback in. And if you go down the list of all the guys that they gone through, the quarterbacks, Joe Flacco, Peyton Manning, um, what's another one? Who Who also went through... Um can't forget who, who else went through Denver. But the two quarterbacks they got right now, who one just got sat down and the other like that's a that's big. Like that's like that's the last five years. Like think about this. You know what I'm saying? Let's go back to Carson Wentz. When the Broncos won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, a lot of a lot of people all they remember is oh Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl, you know, and he left and a good high ho, blah blah blah. Yeah, but the what they what you forget or what they don't mention, especially the Bronco fans, what they don't mention is Peyton Manning started off bad that season, to the point where they sat him out and bring in the second string quarterback for that season. Like and Broncos were like, "Oh yeah, sit down, painting. He's too Peyton's too old. Put sit him down. He he shouldn't play." And they did. You know the team listened to the fans and they sat down, uh, Peyton and. They brought a younger, uh, a young quarterback in a second string, and they made him play the rest of the season. And he played okay, but not as great. And then a couple of, around playoff times, they sat down that quarterback and put Painting back in, and Payton won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So that's, so understand that it's hard to get these franchise quarterbacks. Just because Carson Wentz is, is having a bad start to the season doesn't mean his season's over. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if we if we go into next week and we lose to San Francisco, and we're zero three and one. I would rather take that than zero four, because now we can now we can start building. Now our our schedule is pretty tough, and um, you know it's going to be a long but I a, a long battle. But I think we can we can muster through. Right now, San Francisco also got hit by the injury bug. Uh, their George Kittle, their tight end, has a knee injury. Their quarterback Flacco has an ankle injury, so they're not playing. But you know their secondary guys are stepping up for San Francisco, and um, I guess this is the part where I'm going to go into my prediction. And you know, I think San Francisco is a winnable game. It's hard because it's it's on the road. So San Francisco is going to be home while we're traveling. So I think it's going to be a little more difficult. But I think we can pull it off. Um, but most likely we'll go 0 3. Just you know, just I, that's just how I I just think it is because even after Kittle and and every, and there was more people that got out in San Francisco, but and they were just using second uh, second string wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs and quarterbacks uh, when they faced the Giants, and they still that the guy Mullen, who's the backup quarterback, threw for like 343 yards. So they they have a well oiled well oiled machine. They're they are what we were back in our Super Bowl year when guys would go down and we can still have people to come up, you know, and uh and step up into the plate. So I think it's going to be a tough one. I'm still going to watch. I'm pretty sure the San Francisco is going to win. Uh, I think they just are. They they're just gelling right now on a different level. Uh, but that doesn't mean that our season's over. Like. You Know we we can, you know, we we can probably still sneak into the playoffs in a, in a wild card matchup if we start playing good. Now, again, the schedule is tough, but I think we can still do it. I think uh, we can muster up and at least win by a field goal. You know, a win's a win. I'll take a win over you know, a, like, I'm not the type of guy who's like, oh, we got to win by 14 to make a statement. I don't know if we just win, like, last week against the Bengals, if we just win that field goal uh by overtime, time I'll be more than happy. I'd be like, whoop, whoop, Eagles, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be I'll be throwing everybody's face. But we didn't. But I'll take anyone that we can. Next week's gonna be a tough game, but I don't think that uh it's gonna define us. Just because we're having a bad start to the season doesn't mean it's gonna end bad either. You know, let's stop throwing daggers into our our, our team. Like let's let like let's not do that. And stop calling for to to sit once down and like, come on, he's our quarterback. You know, like, even even if this season does become like his worst season, okay, he had he had he had a bad season, okay, he's allowed to have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's allowed to have a bad season. Like, for all he's done in the last couple of years for us, like, come on, he blew out his ACL playing in the Super, in the Super Bowl uh, year for us. He then comes back, hurts his back. Then he takes a team that legit just was injury-bugged prone all year, went to the division, takes it to the wild card, and gets knocked out of the playoffs for an illegal hit. You know, like, it's not like he's out here just like, you know what, I got paid this money, I'm just chilling now. He's working hard. Give him a a break. You know what I'm saying? I told you guys this is going to be a five-week, you know, ordeal. You know what I'm saying? So... Give him kind some slack. Um, hopefully, against San Francisco, we, we we're gonna do better. But we cannot switch Carson Wentz. We can't trade him. Like it's hard to find franchise quarterbacks, and we have one for the next five years and hopefully more. So even if he does have a bad year this year, we still have four more years with him, where he could probably take us back to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So this whole nonsense of trading him and all that. Like, calm down. Stop Yeah, like, Philly fans are the first, like, y'all, we the first ones to call for somebody's head when they not doing good in the beginning, you know what I'm saying, like, it's like, screw him, screw him, like, no, like, calm down, the same energy you had for him a couple of years ago, and you had for him last year when he was winning games late in the season, I need you to have that same energy now, you know what I'm saying, like, it's, we're, we're struggling, but we're not the only teams out there getting hit with the injury bugs, we're not the only team out there that's not playing the greatest right now, you know what I'm saying? So. Let's let let's come my man Carson a little you know a little break around here. You know what I'm saying? He's not that bad. So you know next week, Eagles, San Francisco. I do think San Francisco is going to win, but there's a slim chance that the Eagles could probably you know squeak one out. You know on the road, and if they could do that, great, squeak one out. I'll take it. But if they lose, I wouldn't be surprised either. You know what I'm saying? But guys, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys are, you know, enjoying this football season. There's a lot of there's a lot of good football game played right now, you know. Um especially uh like one of my favorite like the teams I like to watch are like the Saints. They're a very well-balanced team, offense and defense. Malcolm Malcolm Jenkins is back on the defense for, you know, New Orleans, so it's good to see him back in his, you know, in his home uh cuz he won the Super Bowl with the Saints a while a couple years back as well. Um so, the Saints is one of the teams I like to watch. Um, of course, Kansas City is another team that I like to watch because they're so powerful in the offense. Um, I would say Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers are also another team I like. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying the football season. I hope you guys aren't too bummed out about the Eagles right now, but we're going to keep moving forward. Um, so, yeah, let's just, let's just put aside all the negative energy and the negative talk about Carson Wentz and just – Let's just wait and see. You know what I'm saying? Let's do the, rather than doing the short-term investment, we're doing a long-term investment, the whole season. Let's, let's, let's grade Carson Wentz on the full season rather than on the first three or four games. Because right now we're just grading him on the first three games. Like, no one's playing really good on the first three games, unless your name is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Which they are the reigning Super Bowl champions. So it's kind of expected. So, rather than judging him now, let's wait until our season is officially over and then let's grade it as a season. I think that's what I'll do also. I'll put a, an episode up grading the whole season how and what I think of what I saw and everything. But, guys, thank you for listening. I truly appreciate you guys listening to me. And, you know, the, the love that I get of, of these episodes is great because I don't even... I don't post these up. I don't, I don't mention these on, my, on the Philly Talks uh, Instagram. You guys literally just know that it's going to be um, a week three, a week four, a week five um, episode on the Eagles. And you guys, the hardcore fans, just get on it. So I appreciate you guys. So, guys, thank you for listening. It's been another episode of Philly Talks. I'm your host, Big Baby Steve. Fly, Eagles, fly.